Tim Nutzel is the founder of Allura Design and Marketing and also a coach to tech startups. He says that when it comes to networking, a deliberate and strategic approach works best. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast, Tim. Thank you for having me, Liz. Now, you're a, a web developer, a product designer, a business coach, all rolled into one. But let's go back to the beginning. What, what's your background? What was your first job that you did? Yeah, so um, my first job out of college, I, I was working uh, at a company called Deloitte Consulting mm-hmm. um, in their strategy and operations division. And though I didn't really realize it at the time, uh, and they probably wouldn't have called it that, I was actually doing uh, user experience design. Mm, okay. And how would you describe user experience design for people that might not know what that means? Yeah, so, so UX is really about... Uh, solving problems for uh, the user of a product or piece of software. Um, So thinking about how do you make a product easier to use? um, How do you make that product more sticky? How do you help users um, use the product successfully? So, you know, whereas a a visual designer, right, is, is much more concerned with how the product looks, uh, UX designers are, are more concerned with how it feels and how it functions. Yeah. So what did you learn in that first job that you then took on into your, your next next stage of your career? Yeah, I think ultimately it was about problem solving, right? Um, how do you design pieces of software um, in ways that help people solve business problems? Yeah. And so when did you decide to, uh, to go work for yourself? Yeah, so, um, you know, after Deloitte, I um, worked for startups in and around Boston for uh, about 15 years, um, leading, you know, technology teams in various forms. So leading development, leading design, leading, leading product groups. Um, and in 2019, um, I actually found myself in the middle of a job search. Um, the startup world is uh, notoriously volatile mm. um, and and so there's oftentimes you know a lot of things changing all at once um, so I was looking for a new job I wasn't really excited about any of the things that I was finding you know I got a couple of offers but you know ultimately turned them down and decided you know maybe it's time for for me to um, to start my own consulting firm um, and you know help different startups with with different problems. Yeah. And so that was 2019. So not long before the pandemic happened. How did that affect you? You know, I think actually it was incredibly good for my business. Um, Obviously, there were, you know, all sorts of um, other things going on with the pandemic. But um, one of the effects that I saw, and I know a lot of the other, you know, freelancers and consultants um, that I know saw, um, was that companies were having to do more with less. Mm. And the the result was that they often turned to consultants who could wear, you know, kind of multiple hats, um, who could p- provide a mix of execution, but also strategic advice. Um, and so I think in, in many ways that actually fueled the growth of, of my business quite a bit. Yeah. So tell, tell me about the business you run now. What, what, what's it called and, and what do you do? Yeah. So um, the company is called Allura. Um, I do web development uh, design and conversion rate optimization, um, mainly for tech startups and e-commerce companies. And, you know, it's really kind of a mix of, of strategy and execution. So, so my clients hire me because, um, I have 
frankly seen so many different um, startup scenarios and have really kind of a bird's eye view of how successful growth is achieved. Um, but I can also, you know, help teams actually implement the, the steps, you know, whether that's through coding or design to make it happen. Yeah. And, and where are the companies that you help? Are they in a particular part of the world or do you help people all over the place? Yeah. So I actually have clients um, all over the place. I'm based in Boston, Massachusetts. So uh, several of my clients are here, but I also have um, clients throughout the Northeast, uh, some on the West Coast um, and a couple in London. Right. That's the nice thing about the internet, isn't it? It doesn't really matter where you're based anymore. Exactly. <laughs> so what kind of stage are the businesses at that, that, you, that you tend to help? Yeah, I'd say that, that they tend to be kind of mid or late stage startups. Um, you know, I, most of them are kind of between five and 50 employees, though I do have a, a few that are more like 300. Um, and, you know, usually have... Um, at least a million dollars in revenue, but but some of them are substantially larger than that, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars in revenue. And what kind of problems do they come to you with? Yeah, so a lot of it is about um, how do we increase the um, volume of sales on our on our website? How do we increase the stickiness um, of our of our products or services and keep you know, keep users or customers coming back again and again. Yeah. And are there some um, kind of common mistakes you see that people make when they're starting out in business? Yeah, I think there's, you know, honestly, I think there's a whole, a whole host of them. <laughs> um, you know, it, in, in my mind, one of the biggest is just not having a good understanding of the types of problems that you're really solving and mm. whether those problems are kind of must solve for your customers. Um, you know, I think oftentimes people give the sort of, you know, creating a better toothbrush example, right? Where the reality is that, you know, the toothbrushes we have today pretty much get the job done. So, um, you know, if you try to introduce a, a better toothbrush, right, it's a really, you know, it's a really kind of an uphill battle to yeah. get people to adopt it. Um, you know, whereas if someone, you know, a company is fighting tooth and nail uh, to increase their revenue, for example, and you've got a solution to, to actually solve that problem, right? That's, that's a must-solve problem for them. Yeah, yeah. Now, something that I, I know you're sort of very keen to help people work out is, is who their ideal client is. So how, how do businesses work out who their ideal client is? And is it always who they expect it is? Yeah, I think oftentimes it's, it's not who they expect it is. Um, and, you know, I, I, in addition to, to freelancing consulting, I actually coach um, developers, designers, copywriters, um, and others on how to build freelance businesses. Um, and oftentimes I think people come in with a, an idea in their head of, oh, I want to serve this type of, of client um, because that's what I'm familiar with, but mm -hmm. those aren't necessarily the best types of customers. Um, and so I think from a, from a consulting standpoint, uh, the best clients are those who can't afford to pay premium rates or are actually interested and, um, prefer to pay, pay premium rates because mm -hmm. they want, you know, experience and strategy, not just, you know, someone to, to type on a keyboard a little bit. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, 
they're familiar with the the norms of the type of work that you're trying to do, right? So they require less handholding, they ask yeah. smarter questions, they give better feedback. Um, you know, ideally they're also easy to sell to. Um, and I think you can actually kind of um, extrapolate from that to what ideal customers look like anywhere um, for, for any type of business, right? They're people who um, have a must solve problem, um, really care deeply about solving it, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. a priority for them um, and really value the type of solution that you're creating, right? If you have, you know, that kind of mix and, you know, there are enough of those customers and you can reach them relatively easily, you've got a successful business. Yeah. And so once a business has worked out you know, who their ideal client is, what should they be doing with that information? Yeah, I think there's 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 two things that that they'll want to do. Number one is um, make sure that the product or service that they're selling actually meets that that customer's needs, right? Um, in in sort of the lean startup methodology, we talk a lot about uh, product market fit, and the idea is, um, you know, it's not enough to have um, a product, it's not enough to have an ideal customer. Right, what you want is a market, right? A group of accessible customers mm. who all have the same problem, um, and for for whom um, your product or service solves that problem. Yeah. So let's have a little chat about networking now. So how have you used networking for your business? Yeah. So so actually, networking has really been kind of the pillar of growing my consulting business. Um, you know, I discovered very early on in, in 2019 um, that a lot of the other methods uh, of finding freelance clients did, just didn't work very efficiently. Mm. Um, so, you know, in 2019, when I started out, um, it was a few months before my wedding. Um, so I was saving for a <laughs> wedding. I was saving for a house. Um, so I knew I was going to have to figure something out really quickly. Um, in those first few months, I really tried everything. You know, I tried freelancing sites, um, mm -hmm. I tried social media, um, and a whole host of other things. And, and I kind of discovered two things, um, about marketing in general. Um, number one, the more crowded a channel is, um, the less trust there is, the harder it is to use that channel to break through. Mm -hmm. Um, and the channels I, I kind of just mentioned, um, are exceptionally crowded. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, oftentimes with low quality providers, um, but in the case of something like social media, also with, um, companies trying to market services that are in no way competitive to yours. Um, but, also, um, you know, are competing for your, for your customer's attention. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I found that those things really just did not work very efficiently. Um, I was having to spend, you know, tens or, or hundreds of hours to get a single client, yeah. um, which just wasn't a recipe for success. Um, but I really found that taking kind of a strategic approach to relationship building was highly efficient. Um, and so, you know, when I think about networking, it's, it's much less about that, you know, go to a networking event and, and work the room, um, kind of approach and much more about saying, okay, these are who my ideal customers are. Um, let me figure out where they're hanging out both mm -hmm. online and in the real world. 
um, and who already knows them and could potentially introduce me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, working through those two exercises and then methodically having conversations with people one-on-one um, worked really, really well for me. And so where did you go to, to start building that network? Yeah, so I think there were, there were kind of two places I went. Um, one of them was, you know, just the local hubs in my area. So startup accelerators, co-working spaces, um, industry meetups, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and, and having conversations there, but they're, you know, very highly targeted, um, for who my clients were. Um, and I also made sure to do kind of my homework and check out who was going to be there ahead of time. Um, so that I could, you know, make sure to go have individual conversations with the exact right people, um, and not waste anybody else's time. Um, so that was one of the, um, the two avenues, but the other avenue that I found that worked just incredibly well was building relationships with other freelancers and consultants, mm. particularly those in complementary fields. Yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, as a developer, um, and designer networking with marketers was fantastic, um, because they already knew my ideal clients were already working with them. Otherwise they wouldn't have had successful businesses. Yeah. Um, but they weren't competitive to me, yeah. right? So they, they'd be willing to introduce me. Not only that, they tended to be the first people that my ideal clients would ask for a recommendation when yeah. they were looking for someone like me. Yeah, those those kind of um, networking relationships are, are, are vital, aren't they, to your business? Those are, those are the golden, <laughs> golden nuggets. <laughs> exactly right. So is networking something that you encourage your clients to do as well? Yes, yeah. Um, the, the people that I coach, I think, have largely seen sort of the exact same situation play out, right? Many of them come to me after they've been, been trying uh, freelancing sites or social media for, for a very long time and just not having much success mm-hmm. um, and find that oftentimes within just a couple of weeks, um, they start meeting new clients and that the quality of those clients is substantially higher than the ones that they were getting previously. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. So what kind of um, hints and tips do you give people for networking effectively? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, largely speaking, the the advice I give kind of falls into two categories, right? One of them is um, how you approach people. Um, and the other is how you kind of position yourself. Mm. Um, and in terms of an approach, um, I think People who are thinking about networking from sort of a sales standpoint assume that they have to go in um, and start pitching people. Yeah. Um, and I think in, in large part, that is a, a huge mistake yeah. um, because the reality is um, people don't want to buy from someone <laughs> um, who they've never met before yeah. um, and they may not actually have the problem that you're, you know, you're looking to solve, but that doesn't mean that they can't be helpful to you and vice versa. Um, and so I typically recommend uh, that people either go in with an approach of asking for advice um, or an approach of offering advice or other value. Um, and so, you know, asking for advice, for example, um, if, you're, if you're talking to someone who theoretically could be a potential client but you don't know yet, um, explain what you do in the business that you're building 
um, you know, ask if they've ever worked with freelancers before, where did they find them, um, what worked well, what didn't work well. Um, the great thing about that is people love to be helpful. It actually yes. makes them feel good about themselves. Um, and if they have a problem, you know, if they've got a project um, that needs somebody like you, they'll raise their hands and let you know. Yeah. Um, and then you can start pitching them, yeah. right? Um, when they've basically opted in to being sold to. Um, if not, um, oftentimes they will volunteer to introduce you to other people. And if they don't, you can even ask for introductions. You know, are there other people you'd recommend that I talk to who might also be able to provide some advice? Um, so that approach works extremely well. Um, I also recommend, um, particularly if you have a great deal of expertise, um, considering ways that you can give that expertise away and, and offer your advice. And that might be, um, you know, presenting to mm -hmm. an industry meetup or putting, you know, a panel together, um, oftentimes for people in sort of those complementary industries. So, you know, as an example, if you were, um, a UX designer, right, you could offer to put together um, a panel or, um, you know, present on um, design for programmers or design for, you know, engineers, mm -hmm. right, and teach a group that, you know, probably doesn't know nearly as much as you, um, but has the need to understand pretty well the type of work that you do as an example. Yeah. Um, so, so that kind of thing I, I found, you know, just thinking through how are you going to approach the people you're talking to in a way that's, you know, natural and, and adds value and isn't overly salesy is hugely important. Yeah. Um, I think the second piece, um, is just how you position yourself so that you stand out. Mm -hmm. Right. I think the vast majority of people sort of will just describe themselves functionally. Oh, I'm a developer. Oh, I'm a designer. Um, and when you do that, right, the way you stand out, um, or the way, you, the way that you appear, um, doesn't stand out. Right. Mm -hmm. And you end up looking just like every other developer, um, or, or designer or what have you. Right. Instead, I recommend thinking through what are the, the business problems that you're solving and present yourself that way. Right. So when I, um, am talking to someone that I haven't met before, um, from an industry standpoint, right. I will explain that I'm focused on helping startups increase revenue and get traction. Right. And, um, that I do that through development and design. Right. But, yeah. Um, you know, talking, talking in that way, offering examples of, um, results that you've gotten for yeah. clients can be highly effective. Yeah. Yeah. You need to give people a, a reason to remember you, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, as you said about, um, sort of positioning yourself as an expert by being a speaker, that any time I think you get the opportunity to speak, that that's a really valuable opportunity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, if you can get in front of your ideal clients in a way that demonstrates your expertise, um, that builds trust. Yeah. And, and that trust is hugely valuable um, in the sales process, but it's also just valuable from an awareness standpoint. Um, the number of times that I've gotten referrals from someone I talked to a long time ago who, you know, months and in some mm -hmm. cases years ago, um, who didn't have um, the need themselves, but, um, you know, came across a colleague at another business who did have that need. Um, 
you know, those have been some of my best clients. Yeah, yeah. And that's the way networking works the best. Exactly. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for being my guest today, Tim. If people want to find you and find out more about what it is you do, what is the best place for them to find you? Yeah, uh, they can find me at freelancegps.com, um, which is where I, I coach on, on how to build successful freelancing and consulting businesses. Lovely. Well, thank you very much and uh, the best of luck with your businesses and your networking. Thank you for having me, Liz. <laughs>